This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome to Mother. No, it's Mother. Welcome to Mother, the show where we can explore our inner mothers to actualize our greatest selves through interviews with incredible guests, live coaching sessions, and my own experiences. We're going to dive deep into embracing feminine values and reparenting ourselves. So be prepared to show up, hold space, and be mothered in a way you never have before, but have always needed. It's time we rewrite the Mud Her Code. Welcome to this week's episode of Mud Her, rewriting the Mother Code with me, Dr. Gertrude Lyons. I'm so excited. I was just chatting. I'm like, we got to start recording um, with someone that I've known for a while, but I couldn't be more excited to have as a guest, uh, Kelly Namero. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. It's been too long and I will put it out there because I don't know if you knew or if you like knew it was okay, but like you were my coach with my husband and it was like so fabulous. We've got so much out of it during like a really hard when COVID we had our first baby, like so much was going on. So yeah. I, oh, I'm so glad you said that. Cause I'm like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't ask for that <laughs> if we should say that or not, if that's okay. So yay. Thank you. Well, it was, it was such an honor and, and delight and, um, I'm sure some of that will come in, but I'm going to say a little bit about Kelly as I do, but I know that the highlight is, uh, hearing her story. And then we get to like, from there dig in because when I first met Kelly, you know, it was kind of under just a like, Hey, you know, as a couple, we would like some coaching and great. That's what I do, you know? And, but then yeah. I got, then I get to know people and I got to discover just what a huge powerhouse you are you know, this self-made woman, entrepreneur um, in many respects that, you know, went from kind of a more like business focus, whatnot into, and not like wellness and that isn't a business, but you know, you, you'll share more about like that pivot. Yeah, exactly. And then as she does, went full out and becoming just the best in the field in wellness, health coaching, nutrition, getting, you know, so she's certified at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. American Association of Drugless Practitioners, which I'd love to hear more about because that sounds right up my alley, um, and International Association for Health Coaches and has just a wildly successful wellness, health and wellness business and cares very, very deeply and lives what she what she preaches, what she, what she does. And, um, and then also you and your husband have a podcast together and we'll, we can talk all about that too. Yeah. Balancing the chaos. I'm excited. That was such a fabulous intro. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. It's all true. Um, so if you wouldn't mind, like kind of bring us on the journey, how you got to be doing what you're doing. Cause I know it was all through personal experience and, you know, as a woman, as you know, uh, then even, you know, pre-marriage, getting married and through all this and the discovery of like you and tuning into you and just, you know, yeah. all, all that. <laughs> yeah. Um, my life does definitely did not always look as good as it does on social media now. Um, and that's to say like all everyone's life on social media is only the highlights. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, Back in the day, like I would say a decade ago, like I wouldn't have wanted to share any of it. I was very uncomfortable in my own skin, both physically, mentally, and, and emotionally. Um, I was struggling for the most uh most of my early 20s with an eating disorder that was very well hidden because I was never one of those people who 
was like so thin that people were like, we're worried about you. I was just under eating over exercising and it was still hard for me to lose weight. Mm. And it affected my relationships. I, I think that that had come into at least one of our conversations back when you were coaching my husband, Chad and I was that, you know, it was hard for us to like do things at one point back before we were ever married. Like I didn't want to go to restaurants. Like, and we ended up actually breaking up for two years. And that was a really beautiful time for me to be able to work on myself Mm -hmm. and to get to know myself and to get to know my body and to start to build some confidence and trust back that I had lost over the years of dieting and all of that. And so what I learned through all that fast forwarding through this story is that because of the way I was living, really restricting my food and exercising too much and also stressing a ton. Like I was stressing because I wasn't sleeping enough. I was stressing because I was drinking a ton of alcohol at the time. I was stressing because I was in school and had a job at the same time getting my MBA. Like there was so much stress on top of the stressors of not eating that my body was like, we've had enough. Like we're not doing this anymore. Like we are shutting down. And so my thyroid started to slow down, which means that's like your master metabolism gland. My metabolism started to slow down. I started to gain a ton of weight. My hair started falling out. I was super anxious all the time. Mm. And I ended up getting put on anti-anxiety medication and birth control pills because that's what the doctors told me were going to solve my problem. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so I, you know, Chad and I ended up getting back together. I had really worked a lot on my relationship with food and my body and movement. And that was really helpful, but I was still on these prescription pills. And it wasn't until I started to do some research on my own. And when we decided like, Hey, maybe we'll get married. Maybe we'll have kids. And like that whole prospect of the future was there that I was like, well, I can't be on these drugs. If I want to get pregnant, I can't be taking this stuff. Like birth can I can't be on birth control if I want to get pregnant. Well, I can't be on right. anxiety pills if I want to get pregnant. And so I had to do a ton of research. I had to really understand health-wise, lab work-wise, what was going on in my body so I could start to take control because nobody in the doctor's office was really like giving me the time of day or listening mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, they just um, want to fix it, yeah, right? right. Like, yeah. uh, the struggle do it, right? Exactly. Um, so After about a year of trying to figure that out, going back to school, getting more information there, I got off the meds. You know, Chad and I ended up getting pregnant in 2019 with our first son, West. And in all of that, I was like, I want to help other people do this. And I want other people to know that this is possible, Mm -hmm. that they don't have to live their life super uncomfortable, hating their body, hating their weight, hating how they feel when they wake up in the morning, feeling like their periods are like a pain in the butt because it doesn't have to be that way. And so much of how you feel in your own skin is completely in your control. And it's about like, what's more important to you? The people pleasing, all the shoulds, the stress, like the way that we like are expected to be living, or is it like healing your body and feeling good in your own skin? And so that Mm -hmm. was the choice that I really had to make. Which you did. So that was a big transition, like to decide, because you were already successful at what you were doing, you know, if, if you want to share with that. So it wasn't like, oh, I'm, you know, necessarily looking for another, I mean, it was a, a fairly big pivot job, wise, yeah. you know, career wise. Do you want to say yeah. a little bit about that? Cause I think sometimes people think about like, oh, I would love to do that, but mm, I don't know, you know, 
yeah. How, how do I make such a big move? I, I love that question because I think that in that story, like that I just mentioned was like maybe three minutes long and it makes it sound like that happened overnight. Mm-hmm. And I promise you it did not. <laughs> it was a really big transitional period in my life that took the better part of like three or four years. And that last piece of that puzzle was like a year of me going back to school. And mm-hmm. um, at the beginning of the school that I went back to, it's called the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. I didn't even think that I was going to change my career. I was doing it solely for myself because I'm like, I want to learn. Yeah. I want to know what's going on in my body. What are the things that are affecting my digestion and making me feel bloated all the time, making me feel exhausted? Like, why do I feel like this? Mm -hmm. Um, And when I had all the information and after I had my first son, that's when it was like, that was January. I was also in a career where I worked for my family's business for, I had worked there for the last like four years doing marketing for gaming. Mm -hmm. And one of the big pieces of the puzzle that they talk about at this school that I went to is that everything in your life, whether it's your finances, your relationships, your career, impact how you feel in your body. And I never Mm -hmm. really thought about it that way. And that job that I was at really felt like a like as much as I love my family, like a Mm -hmm. clock in, clock out type situation. Like there was really no passion there. It's like, okay, how can I get the work done that has to be done and get home and live my life? And some, and it wasn't like it was easy. Like by no means was it easy. It was just, I didn't have this fire lit within me to be like, this is really, you know, helping someone else or changing someone's life. And when I realized that I had like what I had done for myself and that I could offer that to somebody else, I almost like was like, at first I was like, let me just like try doing this with some friends or like the first person I actually helped was my yoga teacher. She's like, you changed my life. Like, this is insane. Like, oh, I feel totally different. Like I've lost 20 pounds. I feel like I don't have this brain fog, like all this stuff. And I was like, okay, I could really do this. And so it was like, I know that there are a lot of people out there who have the fear of failure. That's a lot of the clients I deal with deal with that. Um, And so there's it's like almost this procrastination of like being things off. I'm kind of the opposite where I'm like, I'll do it and I'll figure it out on the back end. And mm. so I put up a website. I, you know, put it out there on Instagram. I'm like, I'm taking clients and like the spots while I was still in this career, by the way, like I was still yeah. working at the office. So I was taking people like in my off hours. Um, Which aren't, at- weren't many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and- we filled it up like right away. I feel like that's how you probably also know, like this is something that you should be doing. And yeah, and I just kind of figured it out as I went. I, I started to, you know, over time, raise my prices, change my website, all of that good stuff. But it was it was a really, really exciting time. And now I can say I've been doing it for three years and, and I would never go back. Uh, oh, isn't that wonderful to... Well, and there's something just in what you just said about this fear of failure that st- can often stop us. and you know, that might be some of what you actually address in, in the coaching, you know, because I know as a coach, your title is like wellness and health coach, but you know that that's tied to everything else, right? In their life. And you become like just, a, you know, a full-on coach and that's how it goes. Cause otherwise it's, otherwise then you're like a medical doctor that's just trying to fix, you know, kind of hone in because it's all connected. But this whole like being willing to take a risk. And I just want to name that as a very feminine and when I say feminine, just, you know, quality, you know, yin aspect of us that is willing to go into the unknown, right? Yeah. And there's a certain level of trust and unknown and 
because I think we get stopped really easily with the, oh, I have to figure it out ahead of time or somehow I have to know that this is, you know, the I, the right thing before I do it. But you don't, you do it by, you find out by engaging fully with it. And I think that's a beautiful part of your story is, no, I'm just going to like wrap my mind, myself around it and, you know, and yeah, and maybe not let go of that job right away. It's that That's totally fine, right? We don't have to, we could still keep, because that for security, you know, kind of that safety aspect before we, you know, make that break. And I can relate to that and in many ways myself, but I, I want to underline that particular feminine aspect because you're also talking about then in your coaching, tuning into yourself and your body. And yeah. unfortunately, like, cause I'm, I'm not a, you know, Western medicine's evil. It, it just, oh. it's just too masculine. Like it's too, you know, that left side of our brain, like let's pick an area and fix it. And just what you're saying, nobody's listening to me. Nobody's, you know, we just want to kind of make us all like it's cookie cutter. Oh, mm -hmm. you know, just do this is what everybody does. It's like, no, I'm a unique person. And yeah. how do I learn to tune into myself? And I think that's something you, you really worked at for yourself. You want to say more totally. about that? Yeah. I love how you talk about masculine and, and feminine energy, because I think that back in the time where I had my eating disorder, everything was about control, right? What can mm -hmm. I control? Like, how can I count this, track this, measure this? And it's, it's so masculine, yeah. like that energy. And a lot of what I learned in healing and going through therapy and all, it was like to be more in trust, to be more in that feminine energy, to be in less doing and more being. Mm -hmm. And I think that in doing that with food, it really started to bleed into other areas of my life. And I'm so grateful because it's not easy work. It's actually really, really hard when you're so used to doing something a certain way for so long, like breaking a habit like that. But man, how worth it is it when you actually like give in and say, okay, I'm going to trust this process. And I'm going to trust that like my body is going to be okay because I'm nourishing it, like those types of things. And then letting that, like I said, bleed into other areas of your life. It's a really powerful thing. Cause like, I'm, I'm sure, I mean, I know you do. I've, I've listened to your podcast. You talk, like, you don't want no, none of the other masculine energy, but I think that in this society right. we live in, we're so focused on the masculine energy, the doing the productivity, all of that, that like we, so many of us are left with like zero of the feminine. And I think mm -hmm. that when you think about doctor's offices and the way that that works, like you said, it's very cookie cutter. It's very like, okay, this is your problem. And like, we're going to fix it with the same band-aid solution that we give to everybody, everybody. else. Yeah. yeah. And they don't take the time and it's not their fault because they don't really have the time. They're seeing patients every seven minutes, but they don't take the time to like you or myself as a coach where I just spent an hour and a half with someone understand every aspect and facet mm -hmm. of their life. What are you eating? How are you sleeping? What does your stress look like? What are your limiting beliefs? Like there's so much that tie into yeah. all of that. And when we can look at it from a holistic perspective, that's where the capacity for cha real change is. You know, and it's also where, and I, I think this gets under, yes. Yeah, so then we can change, then we can you know, actually realize it sounds really hard. And, it, you know, we will say that it is hard work. There's pain involved, you know, emotional pain and all that. But I don't think we always talk about like the upside of it, you know, that actually digging in there and uncovering all this like stuff from the unconscious 
Yeah. Like in the moment, you know, the thought of it and yeah, pain comes up and old pain and, you know, working through stuff, but when you're in it, it's fine. You know, it's, and it's really beautiful. And then it's like this discoveries, it's like treasures, like, Whoa, I didn't even know. And I think I've, I've, I know I've shared about this, you know, in my podcast, like just to give an example, like in my conception journey, similarly, you know, health things that were in the way of me even getting a period after I went off birth control. And it's like, again, you know, the whole Western idea was like, here, take this medication, it'll help you ovulate. And then we'll send you to a fertility doctor. I'm like, wait a second. Like, you know, I, and that's something I want to tag to get back to is that I think you and I, you know, when, when someone else, I'm just grateful that somebody told me there's other ways to like, you know, go about this, but to work on it so deeply emotionally to have a discovery of like, just how afraid I actually was to become a mother and to actually let my body even work so that I could and tied to my mother and like afraid of how will I not just like make all the mistakes she did and you know all of this mm. like really painful stuff like oh so we'll just shut it all down and yeah. literally like once and it it sounds like magic and I kind of think it was but it's not because it was hard work that you know once I let that come up had all the feelings about it I, I think I started my period the next month and other things were, I was doing other things physically and changing things physically, but that emotional piece sometimes can get, oh, well that, you know, can get dropped out. And it's such a, such a, it's like, can be the linchpin so much, but I'm so grateful for that awareness. Right. And I'm not saying you've had that exact experience, but I know that you've ah. in your work as you know what it, that it means. Cause we kind of all like also secretly want the quick fix. Like, I'm not going to lie. Oh you my know, God. We all like... <laughs> Everybody our, wants the quick fix. And our I feel culture's like... addicted to it, but we're missing out in the, with the quick fix. I think you know that. I say that all the time in the work that I do. Like mm -hmm. every, people will come to me and be like, oh, I want to lose, you know, 20 pounds. Like, is there a cleanse I can do? And it's like, no, like, <laughs> no, because that's just going to make everything that's going on in your body worse. It's going to make your body want to hold on to weight even more because you're stressing it out. And like, it's the same thing with all the emotional stuff, whether, whether we're suppressing it with Instagram scrolling or online shopping or whatever it is that we don't want to yeah. feel in the moment. All that does is that it pushes it down, but it gives it space to grow and grow and grow inside of us until we snap. And like, we have some sort of reactive response, whether it, when it's like, if we feel it and we actually go through it and we understand like, where in my childhood did, that was a lot of work that you really helped me with. And then now I've taken in, like, I can help other people is what in my childhood has like caused me to feel like I need to control the situation or that mm -hmm. I am resentful about this situation because there's so much, so many beliefs, most of our beliefs we learn when we're, yeah, really we're we get very wired, you know, by our families and our, and then the external culture after that. But yes, you know, yeah. it's, the programming happens. And then, and then those beliefs and the habits and the behaviors that come along with them aren't necessarily serving us well in adulthood, whether it's about trust or love or whatever the belief is about. And so it's like, if we can do the work to actually understand where they came from, how they may have protected us before, but now that they're not, it, it's a lot easier to make the conscious shift rather than letting the subconscious control us. Yeah. No, here, here. Yay. I know we, <laughs> <laughs> we agree, but I think we need to hear it. And that's why, just like you, why, you know, this became so important to me because those aspects of my journey and doing that, it's like, if I hadn't had other people kind of talking about holistic approaches or more 
natural medicine in addition to Western medicine, I, I wouldn't have known, you know, I, I mean, that just wasn't in my atmosphere at the time. And maybe I would have gotten to it eventually, but I'm so grateful. So we got it. Why it's important to talk about it, you know, and, and happy spaces, whether it's coaching and then, you know, sometimes, you know, in groups with others, with women, particularly in these topics to have spaces to be real, you know, and talk about it and dig in and understand that we're not alone. Cause I think that happens too. Right. Oh my gosh. So much. And I'm so glad that you brought up the group thing because for the longest time, I cannot tell you, like, I was always the person that was like, I'm never doing a group. I hate groups. Like groups are like lame. I don't want other people to know my stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then last year I actually joined a group and it is, was probably the best thing that I ever did for myself because of exactly what you said. Like I'm hearing other women talk about their struggles as mothers, their struggles in marriage. And it's like, instead of thinking for so long that I'm alone and like, I'm the only one going through this it feels so good to understand that that is not the truth. Actually, everybody else is going through this. It may not be exactly the same, but it gives me permission to not only feel more comfort, but also understand that there are different ways of looking at it and different ways of healing that Mm. I may have not been privy to. And so that's why this year, actually in my own practice, I'm like taking a lot of the one-on-one clients who I've worked with in the past out um, unless there's unless they're willing to be a part of the group because oh. I think you have to do the group and the work to get the real benefit after being in this program. Yay! Oh, I didn't even know that. I'm so glad yeah. you're here because it's you hear that it and it is you know it, we're we're vulnerable and we we don't like live in groups the same way you know that we did in the past. So we yeah, kind of think but then but it then you're like wow. And finding the right groups and good groups and, you know, ones that are safe spaces, obviously we're talking about those kind of groups, but yeah, so much of a lot of my work got done in groups, you know, and, you know, I think when I first started, it was group therapy, but then, you know, my husband and I have been in a couples group, like our whole marriage, right? You just, (laughs) you know. You know, that's the other thing, right? Like we think, oh, okay, I'll, I'll lose that 20 pounds and then I'm good. Or, you know, even oh, I'll get healthy so I can get pregnant and have this baby, then I'm good. And I don't have to. And, and you can, you'll have learned really good skills and and ways to take care of yourself. It's just, do I want to keep discovering more, right? Yeah. And always more and growth. Always more growth. And in relationship and particularly, you know, if, if you're in a partnership or relationship like that, it's really easy to get kind of stagnant and settle you know, in good spots, you know, it's kind of like, oh, we're good now. Let's not rock the boat. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's so true. And one thing I just want to mention about the group thing for anyone who's Mm -hmm. like about joining a group and is like uncertain. When I first joined my group at the beginning of the, so beginning of 2022, for the first like five group meetings, my camera was off. My name was like renamed. Um, I used to chat zoom accounts that like no one (laughs) knew who I was. And then like, the more I heard other people talk, the more comfortable mm. I get. So like, it gets more comfortable over time. And, and yeah. if you're like, I'm not a group person, I promise it'll be the best, like the best decision you've ever made. But you're so right on with saying, you know, like the continuous growth, because I think that so often, like you said, we're, we're like, oh, I'll be confident when I lose the 20 pounds, or mm. I'll be happy when I have the baby after I get pregnant. And the fact of the matter really is, is that all of that is actually an inside job. 
nothing mm-hmm. that is external is going to make us happy or confident or whatever it is for an extended period of time. You might have that initial hit where you're like, yes, like, oh my gosh, I lost a 20 pounds. Yeah. Or, gosh, like I got pregnant and I have a baby, but like, what's the deeper work that you have to do to feel that happiness or to feel that confidence and that trust in yourself? every single day. And yeah, of course, we're all human beings. We're going to have ups and downs. We're going to have, you know, days that are harder than others, but like in a general sense, like I am a confident person now, whereas like, you know, 10 years ago, I definitely was not. And it's not because I, my weight changed. It's not because I got married. It's because I did the work and I'm still doing the work. And like, that's, that's being part of this group. That's like doing my daily meditation, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. That's why the confidence yeah. is there now. Yeah, no, thank you. And thank you for going back because I think hearing you say specifically like, oh, this wasn't, you know, this is how I took care of myself to, you know, check out this group. I, I think that's right. You're, and you weren't sure. So that's great, right? And we can do things like that. And sometimes I don't think we do. It's either I have to like, you know, jump in and do this, but it's like, no, you know, like we can dip our toe in the water until we're like there. So yay for that. And yay for doing the work. We're obviously big fans of that because we know, right? And you just, you just want everyone to know. So I want to see if we could talk a little bit more specifically about your journey than getting pregnant, becoming a new mom with this business and, and just, you know, other things that you'd want women on my podcast, anyone who's going to hear this, that you feel comfortable sharing about that journey, given everything we've said up till now. Hi, I'm so excited to share with you my 2024 Spring Equinox Self-Mothering Retreat that's happening this March 2024. And I would love for you not only to consider it, but to attend. But in considering it, hey, just knowing that you would be leaving cold weather, if that's the space that you're in, and coming down to just magnificently beautiful, warm, nourishing place of Zihuatanejo, Mexico. Zihuatanejo meaning land of the goddess women. And coming to really take time for yourself. Okay, and that I am learning more and more isn't just a nice thing to do or something extravagant or something selfish. It's essential. And I really want you to take it seriously to consider, you know, just think about what would it take for me to go? It's a five and a half day retreat, getting from where you are, getting there, landing there, and then being in a space that is all about you. It's all about nourishing you. It's all about tuning into you, using everything around us, the nature, the food, the beautiful people, the rituals, ceremonies. I bring it, you know, we really bring it. And we go deeper and deeper as the days go on and we release, we let go, we bring in what is nourishing, what is empowering, what is that space of just really divine feminine energy. And we do it in the community of women. It's not for everyone. I will be honest, you know, if the idea of leaving and not making it work or it's just too hard, not for you. If the idea of, you know, spending that amount of time inwardly focused and going to that level of self-awareness doesn't sound like something you're willing to do or put the time and energy into, then it's not for you. And it's good to know that, right? So this is for people who are serious about what it means to mother themselves, what it means to take time for ourselves and that gift and what that gift can bring to us. 
It was originally right after my fall retreat, it filled right up. But now some people, it turns out, are not able to come. So I do have a handful of openings. And if you're listening to this and you're willing to take that step, please reach out to me. We can do a discovery call or you can put a deposit down. I would love that. And you can do that by going to my website, www.drgertrudelyons.com. Go to events and there you go. It'll all be there. There's a beautiful page there for you to explore. I look forward to hearing from you and then seeing you on my spring retreat. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, you know, that thought like after, so January, 2020 was when I had my first son and we all know what happened right after. Yes, we do. Um, and also May of 2020 was when I opened my, the doors to my business. And again, it all was like very intuitive. I had zero plan attached to the, to it. I was like, I wasn't like, Oh, I need to like have like, you know, this model running by like this day. Like it was very intuitive. And so like all of that kind of happened all at once. And that was a big change mm-hmm. for me and my husband who had been together on and off. Like I said, we broke up for a little bit of time, but mm-hmm. since 2012, no, sorry, 2011. So we had been together for a really long time and it was just us two. And then I think that his expectation going into children was like, okay, you're going to be a stay at home mom. And like, that's the way that this is going to look. And I thought that too. It's not like he was just assuming that um, yeah. that was kind of a conversation we had had because I wasn't super passionate about my old career, all of that. And I I was super excited about becoming a mom. And so all of that was like a whirlwind. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we came to see you, I think it was either at like the beginning of 2021 or the end of 2020, because it was like, so challenging for our relationship. One, we couldn't leave the house with this new baby because we were terrified. I mean, we had no idea like the data that we now have around COVID. So we were terrified. So we were stuck at home and we both work from home. I should mention that was a thing with my new job and he also works from home. So we were with each other. Yes. (laughs) And then we had this new baby, which if I think it was actually you who told us like the first year with the first child is actually the hardest year on a marriage because Mm -hmm. you're so used to it being you too. And like now you've got this baby makes three and Mm -hmm. you got to figure it out. And like actually really like intentionally make time for each other. And that's something that we weren't doing. And then on top of it, like I had, like I had this new job. And so we came to see you because we were having just like, we weren't fighting. It was just like, we didn't feel like we had time for each other. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think for me personally, as a mother and a wife with, without like Chad's opinion on the whole, whole topic, like I was very stressed because I was like, how do I balance all of this? How do I manage all of this? And so much of my energy and attention was on this business and like proving that I could do it. And that is also something like that, you know, side note, but again, going back to the work that we talk about doing comes from childhood, like feeling like I need to prove to my parents, like, I don't have to work for you. I can do this on my own. I'm like type A personality. Mm -hmm. I can do it. And so I was focusing so much of my energy there and not enough on my home life. And I think that what I want anyone who's listening to know is that 
you always have the opportunity to step back and take a better look at like the way that you're functioning and shift and make a change. Like you don't have to be doing it the way that you're doing it all the time. And so that was really what I focused a ton of my effort and energy in 2021 on. Like, how do I see less people? How do I make sure that like when I am working, it's like, that's where the focus is. And then when I'm not working, the focus is on my family and being with them and not feeling like I had to be promoting my business online 24 seven or marketing my business 24 seven or putting out fires 24 seven, like a client calling me at 9 PM on a Wednesday, like that, that's a boundary. And like, Mm -hmm. that's okay for me to have that boundary because I'm spending time with my husband. And so things that I had never put into practice before were like muscles that I really had to start to work. But man, does it feel really good when one, you can create the self-awareness and then two, you can make the change around that self. Oh, thank you so much for underlining that, Kelly, because I think it sounds kind of obvious like, well, you can, if you don't, you know, if something's not working, you can change it. But we have this wiring, like we might kind of hear that. And yes, that makes sense. But, but no, we really can't, you know, this is just how who I am, how who I am. am, how it is. And, you know, so much of it is, you used a really important word, I think, intention, right? We had to intend as a couple to be together and create time for each other. And, and then even with that intention means then, oh, I have to look at things like, I'm just underlining some of what you said, because I'm remembering now, like the beautiful work the two of you did, because, you know, with that desire, you know, kind of that, like, I'm, I, I got to prove myself to my family and, you know, other family dynamics. It's we'll, we'll just throw boundaries out the window. We'll like, you know, it's at all costs, I'm going to succeed. Right. And when you stop and take a step back and look at it, it's like, oh yeah, no, I don't, I don't have to please my family. Like, what is my <laughs> Wait, who am I doing this for? Oh yeah. <laughs> It's like one of the best questions I ever asked myself. And I think that it's a really good exercise because I now have my own clients do it. It's like, what is my definition of success? Like mm-hmm. maybe, and like, I don't get me wrong. Like my parents are fantastic human beings. I love them so much. And like, they had never like verbally told me like, we expect you to be successful in this way. It's just what I learned mm-hmm. from being around them, you know, growing up. My dad yeah. is like successful. And like my definition of success for so long was, okay, making money, like that's success. And so when I took a step back and I could say, how can I redefine success for myself? Like, what would that be in my Mm. life? Okay. Success is also being a really present mom and like being able to take my kid to school and pick him up and like all of that, like that's success for me. Mm -hmm. Success is, is partially still like making money and, and and get the results. Like that's part of success. Success is being like, and showing up as a, like a good wife. So there's so many other facets of it. Mm -hmm. And when I could redefine what that was, it changed my priorities and changed my actions. Yeah. Here, here. (laughs) And uh, so we're, you know, reminder note to everybody it's doable, right? It's possible. And it takes practice just like, you know, like, I think you mentioned this word earlier, like these were muscles I had to develop and then, you know, and practice they're, they're there. They're just unused, right? The boundary muscle you mentioned, you know, or the, you know, setting, you know, specific work times. I mean, even muscles to stop and it's very different to be in work, kind of being present to my work and work mode to being present to a, a, a small, an infant, small child, you're going from like, 
left brain focus. And even though there might be creativity and you want to kind of bring all facets together in your work also, you know, with the child or children, that's all right brain, you know, that's all like, you know, being time. And I, I think that can be confrontive to women. And I don't, I'm saying that not because I think that was you. I don't no, it, it was. It, it, I think that. I think we all have it to a degree, right? Because we're not, you know, focused there. But I think there was a piece of that for you too. Totally. I think that we live in a. I was actually talking about this with someone this morning. So it's. I feel like a really like good opportunity to bring this up. So over the weekend, and I think that everybody's going through this right now. Uh, it's the holidays. We all have so much going on. Mm-hmm. You know, there's personal stuff. You're decorating your house. You're cooking all the things you have. Maybe have family staying with you. You're tying up your the end of the year. If you're a working person, you're, you know, tying up all those loose ends. And then you have all the social stuff, the parties, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And so that's how life has felt for me in the last like three weeks. Mm-hmm. And we had a, we had something every night this weekend, my kids aren't sleeping. And I was supposed to be up this morning, 8am, like, go, go, go. And I, you know, my son was up at four, I was like, I'm canceling the stuff that I have from eight to 10. And I am going to like, listen to my body, because I mm-hmm. and in order to show up for everything else I have on the schedule today for the clients and the podcast and all this stuff, like I have to have rest. And that old version of me never prioritized that. And I think that that's because society it's, first of all, it's what we learn in childhood, right. To some degree. And then it's also society is so like hyper focused on productivity over anything else. And like, if you're not productive, you're lazy. And I think that when you think about like what you all you talk about, like the feminine energy, like there is so much value in rest. And if we can start to value that more for ourselves and see like, what are the things that we can accomplish when we actually take the time to rest? Like, and how do we feel mentally when we like take the time to do that? It's like, it's so much better than if you just like push through and you end up burning yourself out. Oh, I love that. No, it's not. And you know, I keep getting struck by this. This is a new realization for me. And I maybe talked about it a little bit, but you're bringing it back to focus for me is, is even when I've now kind of been trying to practice, like, um, I, I, I think I talked about it maybe in a podcast, but wherever I did a productivity fast, right? It's like, so I love that. Yeah. And my husband's like, why, why, why are you calling it that? Like, why don't you just say you're, you know, like it's a Sabbath or you're taking time off. I'm like, I don't know. I just, there's something about being in the question of what is productivity and what is, you know, what is that doing? What's the difference? And because what I found myself, one of the aspects I found myself when I did that was, oh, I'm doing this so that I could be more productive later. And, you know, like that was such a huge realization. It's like, okay, yeah, take this downtime, like be and see what comes up and, uh, you know, all of that, but still nuggling in the back there. It's like, oh, but the purpose of this time is so that I can be more productive. I'm like, wait, there's something still wrong with that. (laughs) So these subtle things that you catch, you know, and when you do something like that, when you just kind of step away and and ask or do something out of the norm like that to really be in that question of like, what's is listening to a podcast, you know, there's always this so that, oh, so that'll help me with my business. Like we need an excuse to do sometimes do just pleasurable feels- things, right? I, I know. Oh, God. I, 
And my, I said something to my husband recently because he he sold his business well back in 2017, but then only re- more recently, like about a year, left the company that he sold it to. So he's just you know consult not just, but he's consulting, and it's just a totally different framework. And someone he was coaching with said to him, like, "Well, this is great. Like you've never had time where you could just." have fun, you know, and not feel so, you know, like you have to succeed at this business or get this or that done and just have this time of just following your pleasure. And then we'll, you know, kind of get back and focus more on like your bigger purpose, right? And like, what's your next phase and purpose? And I thought about that. I'm, I'm like, well, isn't following your pleasure a purpose? Like it had that same tone to it to me, right? Like, I'm like, wait, we're, we're acting like, okay, just, you know, go have fun and relax for a little bit. And then we'll, and I mean, it wasn't like he was saying, then we'll get back to work, you know, quite so much it's, but there was even that edge of like, well, why isn't following your pleasure and doing the things that, you know, make you happy. And some of it's work, some of it's golf, you know, it's like, well, you know, and doing more of those things and prioritizing that, like, I think that that's a pretty beautiful purpose. Totally. I think that like one of the things that even like comes up with, cause I, I deal with so many women with food stuff is a lot of times like I'll see, and like, this was a case for myself too, is like, we will overeat or we'll binge or whatever, because we don't have enough pleasure or rest or yeah. connection in our lives. And it's like, we don't give ourselves permission to have those things because we think the focus needs to be on doing, or like, I only get this if I do this, like, so often, but if we can say, I deserve this pleasure, this rest, this connection, mm-hmm. just because I'm a human being and like, I deserve it. Mm-hmm. It change, It really does change everything. And it's like, it sounds like a simple shift. It's very hard because mm-hmm. we're so wired to believe that it's not. But I think that that's like, that is, is really cool. And I think the older that we get, the more we can start to not, we can, but we do start to just kind of naturally lean into that. a little. Yeah, bit. I know. Well, I'm, I'm grateful. And again, it goes back to continuously getting coaching, right? And, nice. and, and, be, and I've had times where I'm, I mean, I've always had coaching and I'll say this too. It's like, there's times I've been kind of blase about my coaching and oh, you know, lo and behold, nothing major is happening, but it, it's still, it's like maintenance, right? But there's, I think that was what COVID was one of the silver linings for me for sure was wait a sec. Like there was something that like really shook me up in that time. It's like to dig back into you know, my own work and and do some of these things and these awarenesses and realizations that have been lingering, you know, but we have to intentionally give ourselves the time to expose and, you know, and work on and work through. And then, and then it leads us places. I think that's, you know, we get to see what emerges, you know, out of that. Well, I want to say one more, ask one more thing around mothering, because then we got to the point where now you have baby two, you know, and I know there was like that journey you know, of, of having your second child and you're still fairly new into that, like anything else that you would say, you know, just kind of highlight from that. Cause I'm sure there's a ton. I know there is, you know, so, but any aspects of what we've been talking about that we want to relate that this new piece of the journey for you. So I don't know how much of this, you know, but having our second baby was actually really hard for us. You uh, were just at the beginning of that. When, yeah. Yeah. When we were working together. Yeah. So a part of the reason at the beginning of, or at the end of 2020, we had started to try to get pregnant with our second when my first was like nine months. So in, at the end of 2020 and we got pregnant, we lost it. 
we got pregnant again uh, in 2021 and we lost it. And I had to look because for a long time, my husband was saying to me, you know, like there's part of this you can control. He's like, you are telling other people all day long that they're in control of their health and their well being and like what's going on with their bodies. But like, why are you not looking inward? And I'm like, no, like this is just a fluke, like blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't until after the second loss that I was like, mm. maybe he has a point. <laughs> yeah. Mm, maybe I'll listen um, to him. Right. And so I started to do a lot of like self-reflection and saying to myself, like, okay, what are things that I could do differently? And like mm. I wasn't binge drinking the way that I was in college, but I was, I was having, you know, a glass of wine, you know, every, like ever, and that, not to say that that is wrong for some people. It was just something that I could say, like, maybe I can shift this. Maybe I can shift some like eating a little bit more protein because I was full vegan at the time. And like, maybe my body needs a little more protein to help with my hormonal balance. Mm. And the most important thing that I looked at is like, maybe I could be a little less stressed with work. And maybe I could take a little bit off my plate and maybe I could most like very most importantly, take a little space from my phone because I was on my phone 24 seven and I was checking Instagram 24 seven. And that was something that you and I talked about when we were working with my husband. And it was something that I had to do really gradually because I think that we, I, not that I think we know, I know we become addicted to these platforms, these apps, like even our email, like it's, it's addictive and it's meant to us on the screens. That's what like all of these, you know, software designers want mm-hmm. us to do. They want us to be spending more time on them. And so slowly over time, it was like, I would do one day off my phone. And then I would do two, like a whole weekend off my phone. Mm-hmm. And then I would do a whole week off my phone. And then I did two weeks off my phone. And then finally in July. So I started making a lot of these changes like May of 2021 with like the alcohol, the protein, because that's like my wheelhouse. That's what I yeah. do with my okay, like I'm telling other people how to, you know, use their diet and their lifestyle. Like, let me do this. But then I was like, okay, what can I do? That's like even bigger. And so I was like, I'm going to take six full weeks off my phone. Um, I know it's like, you did that. Wow. That's so congratulations. Oh, I mean, you're going to tell us more about it, but that's so huge. Oh my God. Um, what's where your business is, you know, I mean, there's all those pieces so much. And it was so scary at the beginning. But at the core of the issue, I had to say to myself, like, what's more important to me? Is it like figuring this out and like trying to stress less? Because everybody tells you that when you're trying to get pregnant, right? Like stress less, like, and then you get pregnant and you're like, okay, that's making me feel more stressed out. Um, (laughs) My phone was a very big source of stress for me because every time I looked at it, there was something that I could be doing or something that I should be doing. And so I deleted the email app off my phone. I deleted Instagram off my phone. And again, like there's so much fear there because it's like, that's where all my clients are. Like, am I going to lose business? Like what is going to happen? I knew that I wanted to grow my family. And like, that was priority number one. And like, everyone thinks this is the craziest story, but that was the month that we got pregnant with our second son. I don't think it's crazy at all. Like I, and I have goosebumps. So I know that isn't crazy. It's beautiful and true. And those are like, and that, you know, taking a big step like that and I don't know. When I get goosebumps like this, like to me, that's a spiritual experience. Like, you know, 100%. Uh, yes, it was a to do that, you know, a doing thing that you stop, but you know, that was a big vote, big vote for yourself. And I don't know, I'm going to take this, I'm going to stretch this even further because it came to my mind. It's like that little being, like the soul that picked you, like was waiting for that. 
you know, but, like I'm not, I'm not coming until I see that she, I know. <laughs> until I see that she, I know you're making me cry. Okay. <laughs> I know that like that I'm ready to like, to like actually be there and like be the mom mm-hmm. that like they both need me to be. And like, yeah. it is possible to like run a business and be a mother and be a wife. You just have to be really like, we've said the word so many times and I sound like a broken record, but like intentional about how you spend your time. And yeah, I think that like after the six weeks and like when we got the positive pregnancy test, I was like, what a lesson this has all been. Like Mm -hmm. rather than looking at it from like this, like, oh my God, why did I have two miscarriages? Like, why did this happen to me? Like, oh my God, thank God that this happened to me. Because I know what my boundaries have to be with work, how I need to like be more present, like what makes me feel anxious, what makes my body feel stressed, how that feels in my body and like how I can start to control some of it. Because there's always going to be outside external stressors, but there are so much that we have control over if we really decide to like take it and, and, and do the things that we need to do. And so I've maintained that to this day. Like I said, this morning when I got up, I was like, I don't feel like doing this today. Like, no. and, I like, I <laughs> um, and so it's just like, it, it was a real lesson in like listening more to my body and, and more to myself. Yeah. In that deeper way. Right. And and you didn't do it like, oh, I bet if I take six weeks off, I'll, I'll get pregnant. You know, no, I mean, it's, it's not why, you know, and that was, that's, what's so beautiful about it. Right. Like it was, and then to be able to value the, oh, thank God I had those two miscarriages because, you know, it was I wouldn't like have a message. It was a, me- yeah, it was like, when we start seeing these as messages to pay attention to, not just be victimized by, right? And like, not just be in the, you know, why is this happening to me? It's like, well, ask that. Like, I wonder why, you know, let's get curious. Like this is, and oh, I'll try this. Okay, that's not quite it. I feel better. Maybe that's it. So, you know, adding this this layer and this element to it is so beautiful. Well, I know we could keep talking like forever. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I just, I literally just looked at so the clock. Fun. I'm like, ah, oh my God. Um, You're so, coming on our podcast this week. And so we're going to talk more. There. I know we are. I know we are. Okay. Two things. So one, I want you to share, and obviously we'll have in the show notes, all the ways to find you and get to, you know, have greater access to you when you're available. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, you right. can find me on Instagram at wellness by Kelly. Kelly is spelled it's wellness by K E L L E Y. And that is my website as well. I'm also like kind of on TikTok, oh, but okay. but like, I know. I'm, I'm not like, on TikTok. So Dipping my toe. Yeah. Water. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Um, but yeah, wellness by Kelly at all things. Okay, great. Well, I obviously, I, I'm sure people will be wanting to like find you and hear from you and, yeah. and all that. I hope they find you after hearing this because, you know, what you do is so beautiful. I mean, what you put out and it's, it can be one of those where some like, oh, you know, she just is. Look at how easy she has it. You know, you got to hear people's story, right? To get to see like what it's taken for you to have, you know, the presence that you have. Because you could have all those beautiful things and it could look beautiful, but, you know. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. Yeah. So for sure, that's the case. So my last question, and then we really will end, is because I always ask it is, so what does, and whatever, it's whatever comes to mind, but when you hear rewriting the mother code, what does that mean to you or what what do you make of that? Mm, that's a really, really good question. So 
it may be different than than what a, a lot of people say, but I think that for so long, like my definition of mom was stay at home mom because that's what my mom did, and it was right. wonderful. And it was fantastic, and my husband, his mom was a working mom, and she was not home a lot at all. She'll she'll admit that to you, like that's right? Not- Two extremes, kind of, right? right? Yeah. And so I thought that for a really long time, like I was a bad mom mm-hmm. if I wasn't spending 24 seven with my kids. And I think that, you know, we got, we got a nanny and my husband was like, I never wanted a nanny, but I think that rewriting the mother code for me really means stepping like everything we've talked about on this episode, mm-hmm. like stepping back and recognizing like, not only how am I mothering my children, but like, how am I mothering the people who I see as clients yeah. And how am I mothering myself most yes. importantly? Yes. Um, because it's not just like, yes, of course it's about them. I love them with my whole heart. And like, I get to go hang out with them right now. Yeah. As soon as we're done. But like, how can I balance those, like all of those things? Because mothering my clients and getting them results, that feels good. Mothering mm-hmm. myself feels good. And mothering my children feels good. And how mm-hmm. can I do all of those things well, without feeling like I'm giving too much to one area. To any one area. Well, it's funny that you said, this might be different from what others, but you actually named so many aspects of of what they, not what everybody says, but you know, the, the, (laughs) what I hold is the core of rewriting the mother code, which is the most important person we need to mother is ourselves. And we're wired from our childhoods, right. To like, Oh, you know, I'm not a good mom unless I do it how my mom did or oh, I didn't like how my mom did it. So I'm going to do it the exact opposite, right? And it's really about working through all that so you can mother the way you want to and how yes. it matters to you. Yes, yes, yes. I love the work that you do so much. So thank you. Uh, oh, thank you. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's just, this has been a treat and a joy. And I hope that maybe you'll actually come back again because we could dig into even more. Yes, I would love that. <laughs> oh, yay. Okay. Thank thanks, Kelly. Thank Thank you so much for choosing yourself and taking the time to listen to this podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to Mother. Wait, no, subscribe to Mother Her. It helps other people who need this message, aka all women, well, actually everybody, men included. I'm honored to have you on this journey in mothering yourself. Remember, change is uncomfortable, but it's beautiful and it starts with us. And if you can't wait until next week's episode, follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Dr. Gertrude Lyons or at my website, drgertrudelyons.com. I'll see you next time.